Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. One is Mark and John's the other. They're just friends. They are not lovers. It's two old queens. It's two old queens. They're just sassy, not that mean. Two old queens. It's two old queens. Now shut up. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to Two Old Queens. I'm John Flynn. And I'm Mark Reddy. Oh, and this week I'm so excited. We, we have Hooba. We have the the the, uh, the, Ar- the Archie Bunker to R.B. Arthur. <laughs> You mean not be Arthur? Why not? Archie, oh, Maud. Maud. Yeah, Maud. Okay. <laughs> I was thinking we were Edith Bunker. No, 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 no. Earning your name right now. Are talking- <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's just say it. It's John Gabris, everybody. Yay! Yay! We wouldn't be here without you. That's true. For those Literally, of you who don't know, we're in your apartment. <laughs> <We're-> <laughs> so thank you so much for having us. Yes. Oh, yeah, please. But- Thanks for having me as a guest on your pod. And the yeah. easiest way to do that. Is to not leave my house. Yes, exactly. Right. Yeah, for those of you who don't know, we first started doing uh, John's podcast. That's when we became labeled Two Old Queens, and uh, <laughs> it was and we a, spun off a was... slur. Some would say, it, but <laughs> yeah, we turned I, that slur into power. I don't think I said it first. I'm pretty sure I said it. Yeah, oh, I think okay. you said it. You referred to yourselves as Two Old, and I was like, guys, that's <laughs> that's your brand. brand. <laughs> <I'm> sorry, <laughs> got put on a T-shirt. You guys were my f- two friends that I knew, John from New York, and then had met Mark here, mm-hmm. and then when John moved out, I was like. I'm going to sound so weird as you guys are like two of my gay male friends, but you two need to meet. <laughs> and I'm like, I promise it's not just that you're you need both to be gay, gay on that. each other. Yeah. <laughs> it is, I'm not, I'm positive it's not just because you're gay, but you two are very similar in your likes and dislikes. Well, not to take anything away from you, but uh, three people told me that yes, when I moved of course. Yeah. Well, it, it, it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. It seems that worked out. It was the third so one that I was like, all right, I'll give this guy a Fine. try. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm so pumped to be on the podcast. We're so excited yeah. to have you. 
Uh, well, you chose like a big an Oscar film, and but before we get into the movie, do you like? We want to talk the, about Oscars. We want to talk about the Oscars. Like, do you like the Oscars? Do you enjoy watching the Oscars? Do you try to watch the nominees? Do you care? I, I don't enjoy watching the Oscars as much as I enjoy watching the nominees. I do really enjoy oh. watching all the movies. I don't actually care who wins in the end. Like, I don't have <laughs> sure. a strong opinion either way. Mm-hmm. But I like. I mean, I don't have a strong opinion. On how I feel about how it went, I have a strong opinion going into the Oscars. I love to be like, I want this movie to win. I want this movie. Oh, it didn't win. I don't. I'm You're not going to lose any mm-hmm. sleep. Yeah, yeah. I if I didn't watch the Oscars and just read the, you know, <laughs> sure. but I, I like the monologue jokes because I like comedy and I like movies. So when monologue jokes are about movies, I get excited. But now with what is it like a fucking robot is hosting like a teleprompter is hosting it or some shit <laughs> sure. <don't> know anymore. <laughs> what is like a thankless job it seems to be now it seems it, like it ruins your career if you do it. <laughs> yeah it doesn't seem like you get a lot of benefit from doing it yeah well there's no there's no win you know it's what I mean? truly like, the, the an example of it it's just an honor to be nominated right. <laughs> just an honor just to be, to be invited by yeah. host. yes that's great but i'm gonna turn it down <laughs> i don't want to actually have the job no, but i want to be thank asked you. for to do the job <laughs> yeah. well i might have talked about this before on a high and mighty but i was shushed at an oscar party once because i was we were in the kitchen a friend of mine we were just talking like during the ceremony was happening but we were in the kitchen just talking sure. about what you do and then we got shushed and i oh, thought it was not a insane. big uh, apartment where you're watching this oscar party at, it, wasn't that, it was a west hollywood apartment so oh, that's their that fault for having the party <laughs> yeah, there you go but i didn't think it was that serious to warrant a, warrant a shushing yeah i guess it would i guess it would depend you're very easily offended <laughs> i was shushed at a party can you imagine I mean, yeah, it's for, been like 10 for, years for talking during the entire reason the party was happening <laughs> the entire conceit of the party was based on watching the oscars and i was talking in another room and then i was shushed well i've since learned i don't go to oscar parties anymore because i'm like they're so boring yeah i have like three friends over to watch the oscars and we just like pause it to bullshit fast forward through commercials yeah. like yeah and then at some point completely bail on it until best picture <laughs> like we're just like uh. it is sort of like a tough tone to hit because there are some people who do really want to watch them and there's some people who like i think all of us would be like oh i want to fucking riff off them you know what i mean <laughs> right. and so like making like curated the exact party yeah. where it's like we are like it's all the quiet people, people are gonna tweet on this couch yeah. right yeah yeah i i find sometimes you want to like you want to watch the game of thrones season premiere finale you want to be like all right guys it's an hour with no commercials right right right, right. right. Let's just like, fucking up. buckle yeah. up be quiet know? i might have the subtitles on yeah <laughs> and you're just gonna have to learn to deal with that. noise canceling headphones <laughs> yeah. just reading like, is he having fun horse blinders <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for coming. <laughs> um, but I do like, I love movies. So if Oscars are a reason for everyone to talk about movies that aren't Marvel and Star Wars, then I'm, I'm pumped to <laughs> talk about If there was a them. movie that was like nominated, that you had no interest in, but then it gets like a bunch of nominations, would you be more interested in seeing it? Yes, I, w- I, I would seek it out and see it. Are you someone who like cares about like Metacritic score? Do you care? Like what? That's one thing I've never given a <laughs> shit. I don't read reviews of movies ever except until after I've seen it. And I sure. read some of my favorite people just to see like who criticism or more in depth thing, but I don't. And I never look at Rotten Tomatoes. I don't care about any of that shit. Mm-hmm. It, that's that stuff annoys me. <laughs> it annoys you. I think what Rotten is Tomatoes is like a broken system. 
Well, yeah, I think they actually end up grading things too high. Right. I think everything just comes across as like, like pretty good. Yeah. Well, it, it's like grading on a curve. Now it's like 85 means a bomb, like an 85% tomato. It's like Hobbs and Shaw is 98%. It's like, who okay. is reviewing this movie? Yeah. This movie's made for me, and I would not give it anywhere near that high of a score. Right. <laughs> like, that's the shit that business me. It's like, they're like, I can't believe this, you know, this movie got 100% Rotten Tomatoes and almost no box office. I'm like, let's figure out how Rotten Tomatoes works. <laughs> right. It's a broken algorithm. Uh, yeah. Do you care about that stuff? Uh, I don't usually follow stuff like that now. But yeah, if a movie does get a lot of Oscar attention, I will probably check it out. Yeah, that's usually that that'll mm-hmm. inspire me to a movie I wouldn't normally go see. But everyone's like, you know, Oscar contention. Oh, mm-hmm. or like I hear from someone who I who I like, uh, who I respect their movie right, opinions, yeah. present company included, and they were like, oh, this is actually a, a really good movie, or so and so is great in this movie. That would be enough for me to go see it. Mm-hmm. I, I like- need such a gentle. Nut. I'm sure I, we have a similar <laughs> yeah. movie digesting uh, <laughs> habits. Habits yeah. where I'm like, I need almost the lightest of push to go see a movie. <laughs> someone said they didn't want to kill themselves during that movie. <laughs> yeah, All right, I'll check I mean, it out. I was gonna sit in the empty theater anyway. Might as well have a movie plan. <laughs> <laughs> but I find that like if something's getting like universally like negative, terrible reviews, that makes me more interested in seeing it. I think you're right too. It makes me it makes you kind of want to be like, all right, let me try What's this booger flavored jelly bean. Well, or whatever. If it's that bad it must be making some big choices or some taking. Well, I think a big it also swing. depends like are people like, Oh my god, this movie is horrible. They're passionate about it as opposed to like, meh. Yeah, you know I'd rather I mean? like someone a, think, Oh my god, it's disgusting. I'd, or yeah, I'd rather yeah. see a full on disaster than a movie that you're just like, This is just boring. I'll formula. take a serenity over a Men in Black International. I just any watched day. Serenity. Have not watched MIBI, but uh, <laughs> I had no interest in doing it. Despite being a huge Tessa Thompson and Liam Hemsworth fan, the movie just but did Chris not. Chris Hemsworth is the one who's in oh, it. Oh, that's the one I'm <laughs> wow. more of a fan of. Okay. It's all hunky all those Australians Aussies look, look the same. same to you. <laughs> well, I didn't want to see Yahoo Serious and Tessa Thompson. <laughs> sure. <laughs> now he's old Einstein. Wow. <laughs> that's like that's from <laughs> this the is vault. My, this is this is the com- <laughs> this is the audience for a Yahoo Serious. <laughs> um uh i liked serenity it's amazing it's uh, bad but it's amazing it's bad but it's like bad because it's trying to do a lot of shit which it's is my doing a fir- lot. my favorite version Wait, which of one was serenity it's matthew mcconaughey and anne hathaway and it has a crazy twist yeah oh, it's, like a fisher, he's, it's on amazon prime for free so i highly okay. recommend checking it All right. out because it's for i free. really don't like anne hathaway though she's barely she's she's minimally in it it's What's mostly wrong with anne hathaway i know she's like a drama student but like <laughs> i love anne hathaway i'm an anne hathaway apologist yeah, i think she's okay i think you I, need to cast her in the right thing i don't know there's something about her that every time i see her i'm just like i don't like you there is that element that well, she wants some people, to be like yes. so much <laughs> too needy is that what it is it's not the too needy i think it's she thinks she deserves to be liked yeah doesn't everybody <laughs> nope <laughs> absolutely not <laughs> Nope, I reject your straw man <laughs> argument. But isn't everyone like that? No! <laughs> that was me doing my Mark Rennie impression. Two oh, Mark it Rennie. was spot on. Yeah. Thank, thank I, you. Two Marks. <laughs> you should uh, be so lucky. How do you get? How do you slip in and out of that character, John? <laughs> um, I was just at a dinner party on Friday night with some friends and one couple that was there, they both saw Midsommar together uh-huh. and the girlfriend loved it and the boyfriend hated it and oh. hated it so much that he couldn't believe like they're a relatively oh, new relationship gotcha. he's like i can't even understand why you'd like that like your t- our tastes line up so frequently i don't even get what you enjoyed about that and they were kind of like 
not in like a heated with each other way, but like in a comical way of like, right. they were enjoying uh-huh. how much they were. And I was like, guys, I don't want to be like the hack here, but <laughs> that's the sign of a very good movie. <laughs> right. Like, like if one person to- loves it and the next person sitting next to them who has often aligned taste with you hates it. Then something right. cool is happening. It's not some mass sure. produced focus group thing that's been mm-hmm. like executives have had their fingerprints all over it, but it's like some one person made a thing. Yeah. I fucking I liked Midsommar a lot. I loved it. I also think it's a sign that this man did not like this movie. Is like, well, maybe it uh revealed a little too much that he didn't like. Maybe he <laughs> yeah, saw himself mean? in it. Yeah, I know. I was like it. <laughs> okay, wait, I I'll talk about this because my husband and I had a disagree. I like Midsommar a lot, but the ending, he was like, it was so triumphant. I was like, I thought it was like horrible. Like I was like I, everyone's just like that guy was a shitty boyfriend and I still maintain he did not deserve to be burned alive it's for a being horror not a movie good- though you're in horror movie stakes you can't you don't do anything halfway no one gets yeah. away fine in a horror movie right the stakes are higher but I, right but it's but not I like he deserved it I don't think it's like people history. in Friday the 13th don't deserve to die either but you don't have a problem with that but, right, right, but, but when, if one person survives and banishes Freddy back to the nightmare world but a, sure. a group of people have died you wouldn't say like that I mean I guess that is a triumph if she survives despite I mean I don't think I think it is treating pers- it like a triumph but it also is like I think the movie is also saying it is fucked up what's happening I don't think it's saying like she yeah. found her family and support right. group but I think that some people think like justice was served at the end of Midsommar right. and I, I do yeah. not believe that that is definitely that a is- misweighted <laughs> justice of like this guy I love that movie uh, for this reason. It is a pretty funny, fucked up rom com yeah. for like an hour, mm-hmm. and then when it ch- when the stakes change for the people in the movie, they yeah. change for the audience as well. Like Absolutely. the whole clip. Yeah. Once the cliff sequence happens, everything kind of flips, and like, like, and it's one of the few times you're on the exact same page like, as, as, as the pages the characters. The characters, you're like, this is funny. This is funny. Oh, cool. Oh, weird. This guy's a little weird with the mushroom stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, this is kind of weird. Oh, the whole dinner scene is fucking weird <laughs> yeah, yeah. but like i can't i wouldn't be able to justify freaking out about it and then they cut to the good scene you're like this is weird yeah and i just i just like this that you take weird. that ride the whole way yeah it's amazing that I- moment when uh the opening conversation between the boyfriend and the girlfriend and he's saying like, yeah, maybe I'll swing by after later. I'm playing video games with the guys doing resin hits. Maybe mm-hmm. I'll come by later. She's like, well, you're going to come over. He's like, maybe I'll keep saying like, maybe I'll stop by it this evening or whatever. And then later on, it's like he didn't realize it was their four year anniversary. Yikes. The reveal crazy, that they've yeah. been together for four years. At, if at four years, you're like, I might stop by. Right. Yeah, that is a that's bad a, yeah. sign. That's, that's, like, not that's be in like that relationship. Like three months. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. F- a four years you have to have definite plans right <laughs> the you only like if you should, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> i feel like you need to push the envelope with these movies and show shitty boyfriends these are the stakes like this is the worst that can happen to you so don't be bad <laughs> you'll be fine <laughs> but like isn't it funny like in that movie at some point you are on the douchebag friend side like i think they te- they do a good job of like when you're like yeah why is he bringing his girlfriend <laughs> <laughs> yeah because he's a, a weak man right. who can't say what he's feeling. Right, but he's also in Much cartoonish... Like the movie we're going to talk about today. Oh, okay. All right, well, I'm not going to bust fired. that segue. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we should get into the movie Let's, we're going to talk about. I just did that. Let's, 
All right, let me just very quickly say we're talking about Goodwill Hunting. Came out in 1997, directed by Gus Van Zandt. And if I had to sum up the plot, if you haven't seen it, it stars Matt Damon, Mini Driver, Ben Affleck, Robin Williams. Uh, Matt Damon plays basically a Boston hothead janitor, secretly a genius, was abused as a child, and with the help of a therapist, learns how to be vulnerable and tell someone he loves them. Yes. That's pretty much the movie. Uh, (laughs) It made over $225 million at the box office, which is insane considering like i don't think any dramas make that anymore yeah, no. uh, had a 10 million dollar budget nominated for nine academy awards including best picture one two best supporting actor and screenplay uh but it lost in song too you know what it lost to <laughs> miss misery by elliot smith was nominated it lost to my heart will go on from titanic well that's no one's a, gonna be that's that. a fair loss are we fine with that <laughs> we're all fine with that yeah. we're and fine he lost with that to this huge <laughs> cultural moment <laughs> they lost to thriller okay yeah, we, are, we are still talking about my heart at the time i think i was very much like no miss i was like a big indie rock guy so yeah, yeah. sure still am i like my pitchfork i have sure. i had the uh goodwill hunting soundtrack on compact disc me too Ooh. yeah that's a good one. Um, but I remember being very upset that Titanic won for that song. It's like, that song's so cheesy. And now I've come full circle. It I'm, is so cheesy. And the movie Titanic is so cheesy, but it's so fucking good. It's great. Movies can be both cheesy and good. Like, yeah. that's right. a melodramatic movie. Like, I enjoy melodrama. Like, like Big Little Lies. Mm-hmm. It is yeah. tr- at campy, yet a moving at the same time. Exactly. Exactly. Big Little Lies is a great example. There was recently a movie, and I can't place what I saw where I was like, that was super melodramatic. But I fucking loved it. And I can't remember. Uh, it'll come back to me at some mm-hmm. point. But let's. Uh, but Big Little Lies is a better example. Uh, Mad Max Fury Road. <laughs> is that what it was? So campy. Um, so that's like the background. So what, we asked you to pick a movie, and at first you said Mission Impossible Fallout. So we couldn't do that because we already did that. Nick Weiger did that already. So why do what made you saw Ruth Weiger? <laughs> He's seen it like five times. I, I know think. he. Yeah. He really liked it. He's not even like that much of a movie going guy. No, either. I don't think so. No, no it's such. So what made you want to pick Goodwill Hunting to discuss today? Um, I thought Goodwill Hunting would be, you know what I was having a hard time with because I have to watch. I watch a movie every week for Action Boys where I was mm-hmm. like, it's something I, I kind of I need to pick something I kind of want to rewatch so that I can sure. be fresh on it. So then I was like, I can't pick a movie that's like a joke. And then I started to think like, <laughs> and yet, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I have like a strong history with it, a strong personal history with you this do. Movie. Okay, yeah. Let's hear it. It's the first movie I saw multiple times in the theater. Wow. Right. And I, I ended up seeing a total of three times in the movie theater. Back I was, when you had to pay for movies. Yes. Back then, yeah. <laughs> when I was like, I was like 15 or 16 and, uh, uh, probably 15. And then, uh, it just hit me in a way. I, I, I always use Goodwill Hunting and um, Fight Club as these movies that are like cinema for dumb dudes. Gotcha. You know, and I found like <laughs> I locked in very hard with Goodwill Hunting where I was like, this is a movie. This is a, I feel it's like. <laughs> All the movies I saw before that were like all Con comedy. Air, they were yeah, like, exactly. and, this and they were all my favorite movies. Yeah. <laughs> then I see Goodwill Hunting and I'm like, oh, I'm extremely touched by this movie that has like one fight scene in it. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> sure. Which exactly is the a- lowest amount of fight scenes in a movie for me up to that date. <laughs> but like, it, it was just a movie that, and I, I joke about it, but like, for 15 year old me, I was like, oh, this is like, my, like Tiffany said last night, I was like, it's so corny how into this movie I was. She's like, I think this like 
<laughs> makes you an interesting child. Like, it seems like <laughs> you give a shit about something if you like this movie as a kid. And that's sort of how I felt while I was like watching it. I was like, oh, this movie feel, I'm feeling something more so than like that was a cool movie watching that. And it's you like, mean, cause it's about male, like- it's about male friendship no matter what. Sure. I do have legendary father issues. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> sure. legendary. Yeah. But now right world, it's pretty legendary. <laughs> <laughs> um, so like, I, I think that was part of the thing that hit me. Like, I do love, uh, I loved Robin Williams at the time. I mean, I still yeah, do, sure. but like, it was very fun to see him be serious, you know, like, and, uh, I like the idea, like, surprise, surprise. I like the idea of like, this white trash guy is pretty smart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> surprisingly intelligent is the uh surprisingly is the only word that ever precedes intelligent when in reference to me so <laughs> when does that happen <laughs> but when it does it'll when be a fucking it'll surprise, be a surprise. <laughs> i will be surprised so how did it hold like when was the last time you saw it before like rewatching it i haven't seen it in 10 plus years okay and how did it hold up for you i loved it again okay, okay. yeah yeah i mean i could see how it is corny it is cheesy yeah, sure but i i was into it the whole time i didn't love mini driver when i saw it as a kid and i <laughs> mm-hmm. thought it was because and like as i got older i was like oh that's 15 year old gabra saying like this annoying girl is ruining this movie <laughs> taking him away from dude. his friends exactly right, right, like, that's yeah. i think how i and then rewatching it again like she is kind of annoying in this movie She's not bit. funny at all. And she, she tells that great gross joke about that's the, the best part of the movie. But like the accents is, uh, <laughs> are unnecessary. Best <laughs> Her best part of the movie. But the shit like I stand by hook hook. I could dunk. I'm tall. Hook hook dunk dunk. When he's like making out with her is the dumbest part of the movie. Wow. I love their cheeseburger kiss. But the, she is kind of the whole plot of the movie she is the arc through which she becomes vulnerable right him being able to tell someone that he loves them and needs them is the whole movie right but that's wrong to teach that to <laughs> teach that to young men they don't need a woman to open them I up see, they I need see. A, a therapist they need <laughs> press presses 285 285 i yeah, know yeah. i was like, like okay <laughs> but i think that's just like a pissing contest scene right like they're both sure. yeah yeah sure. which is very good for therapists to do with their patients yeah, yeah. well they're two guys from the old neighborhood they get you know? it. Oh, two old first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, great. So I had a, I wrote down a, a smattering of thoughts mm-hmm. as I watched it. I will share them. I hadn't seen this movie in forever. I saw it in the theater. I think we was watched this and then snuck in to see as good as it gets in the same day. Oh, what that's a, a double, good double feature! feature. A real yeah. double feature. Um, uh, f- congratulations for us, Gabers, picking our first Casey Affleck movie. <laughs> <laughs> congratulations! Uh, yeah, there's some layers of problematicism in <laughs> <Yeah>. this. <laughs> uh, a few uh, negative points for having a batting cage. <laughs> in this movie, uh, I think it's really gross when Stellan. Skarsgård asks the student out for a drink. He's like yes, real weird. horny yeah. for his student. They show him twice being a sleaze, which I kind of like. Because <laughs> yeah, later on, yeah. there's another point where he's just like sitting back talking to like two women when Robin Williams goes <laughs> yeah. up. And I'm like, this is so funny to just like... And he also has like a sycophantic like Smithers type. Smithers, <laughs> that's what Smithers I wrote. Real it, yeah. life Smithers. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's yeah. like, it's okay. Some people are just lucky. <laughs> right. You should be happy he pays attention to you. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I thought uh, you could really see how it influenced Elephant. I don't know if anybody's, have you guys seen the Gus Van Sant? Not since I did I not. First no. Columbine movie, yeah. essentially. Oh, right, 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 yeah. But like, there he has these like gliding shots through these like school hallways that 
that really did feel mm-hmm. and also like the male camaraderie friendship at like i right. feel this is almost like his warm-up for elephant interesting i don't mm-hmm. know yeah um and i read i didn't realize at the time but this movie's all about toxic masculinity and like oh, yeah, how absolutely. to get over it and like the fucking fist fighting i hate I would hate <laughs> hanging out with these guys. Me too, but yeah. I You're love the way they fights. film that fist fight on the basketball court. It's oh, like it's really it's, violent. It's, yeah, it's very violent, but it's mm. the most Gus Van Zant fist fight you can have. <laughs> slow it's motion. a lot of like, slow motion, and then the fist coming at the camera and stuff. <laughs> yeah. I, and I, I dug that. Hey, Carmine, it's me, Will. You remember me? We went to kindergarten together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, and the other crazy thing was yes. how much I remembered of the movie, Tiffany. Was I was driving her crazy? Last oh, just night. Like, good, I was like, holy along. shit! I was like, why do I know so many of these lines? <laughs> it's a lot of lines. Yeah. It's a lot of lines. It's a two-hour uh, movie. I forgot the Dem Apple scene is all like when you realize it's just about so we can brag about getting the girl's number. Like, it's gross. Yeah, am I, I wrong? Think, like I he's kind of treating the, her like a piece of property. No, getting the number he is genuine. I think he, yeah, but I think he wants he to double down the on the Barney. I thought it was gross. Like if I was Mini Driver, I'd be like, "You did what? You went up and like yelled at a guy through a window that you got my number?" Oh, see, I, I, I'm, I sort of, see I'm sort of in the camp that that guy's such a douchebag that he any does idea, suck, yeah. but yeah. don't use her as a weapon. I don't know if she's being I. I it didn't occur to me that like that's really insulting to Mini Driver. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it was more just him. Just if they were like, if him and Mini Driver were holding hands and he walked past that dude and he like winked at him, like that yeah. wouldn't be offensive either. Like that's just like that's life. Fair enough. <laughs> there's winners and there's Can't losers, Mark. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that that whole sequence with him. Uh, he's like, bah, yeah, but then I'd have to be on original. Like that whole <laughs> shit when he just takes him down. Oh, uh, right, right. When he's taking him down in the bar. If anyone is rewatching the movie upon listening to this podcast, mm-hmm. when Matt. Damon is just breaking down the fucking the Michael, Michael Bolton lookalike guy. Mm-hmm. Watch, look at the blonde mini driver's friend who's never in the movie again right. or doesn't even have a line <laughs> in the sequence. But watch her. She's standing like she's falling in love with Matt Damon and right. uh, with with Will Hunting, and it's a really like her face is like as he keeps being smarter and smarter, and she's just like. And then at the end, when he goes, well. If you want to keep talking about this, we can go outside. It's like, that's the coolest thing you could be. He's like a full-blown intellectual roasting the guy the whole time. Then he's like, and if you have a problem, I'll also kick your ass. <laughs> he's the perfect man. <laughs> yeah, I've been mm-hmm. bad to be fucking equations and shit on the wall. <laughs> uh, so I like this. I don't think I liked it as much as when I saw it the first time. Because I think there are things about it, which we'll get into mm-hmm. when we get into the scoring. But yeah. there are things that maybe haven't aged as well. Yeah, I can say that. <laughs> yeah. Um, first of all, Do you know what's, uh, that's, I also, and I'm not, I, we haven't even gotten to the specific, specific examples, but I don't think you're allowed to use that of a crit, as a criticism of a movie anymore. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, sure. Yeah. It, it, I'd love to discuss why things mm-hmm. haven't aged well, but I don't think that makes them like, we don't watch like a black and white movie and be like, this hasn't aged well. It's not even in color. You know? like, <laughs> sure. Well, there's the technical aspects and then there's like right. that. There. But then there's like some uh, shit that happens in like, I've been watching a lot of, if you watch like 80s and 90s oh, yeah, yeah. gay pan, every movie is like the gag gay is gay pan. Pan. Yeah, yeah. That shit does not age well, but I don't, I don't know if we can, you retroactively say like, I love you, man. I mean, I love you, man. It's such a bad movie. Like, <laughs> but it's like a funny, like at the time we all thought it was funny. It's like, it's not that funny anymore, but we wouldn't like, but cancel maybe, Paul Rudd and Jason. No, Siegel I don't think anyone's yet. asking yeah. to yeah. cancel anybody. Right. But I feel like a lot of people go like, 
I can't believe like it can- just shows you like how much the culture has changed yes. and grown. I would say, and yes. also maybe it was like, well, maybe this one shouldn't be at the top of your rewatch list. Maybe there's uh-huh. other things to watch right, beforehand. Right. Yeah, there's, yes, that okay. That's fair. That's a fair way <laughs> yeah. to say it. Because yeah. also, like, yeah, I don't think Michael Jackson music has aged well, but like, I found myself accidentally like bopping along into it in a restaurant, and I was like, oh my god, this is Michael. I didn't realize to, like a minute in it was Michael Jackson. Like, once you remember the things that he's done. Like it's hard to enjoy it Like the music's still good But like once you know The context Mm -hmm. It's harder to enjoy Casey Affleck ruined this movie for yeah. you. Well, especially now and like because I feel like who he is in Goodwill Hunt is probably who he really is. Oh, closer I think, to the yeah, actual or who he really yeah. was, yeah. But now he's like this like moody piece of shit like guy, like I'm so goth and serious. Like, fuck you, you're a little twerp. Yeah. You're like the perennial little brother, and yeah, now you're, you're acting are. like you have the weight of the world on your shoulders. Get over yourself. I hated Manchester by the Sea. Oh, you did? Oh. That coat movie? Oh, it's just all about the coats. What'd you think of Goodwill Hunting, John? Uh, I did not like it when it, I had not seen it since it came out. I did not like it then. I can't say I like it anymore now. Oh, wow. Uh, I think it is. Are we being bad, rude hosts? We ask you your house movie. Luckily, I don't attach my entire identity to a movie I saw when I was. 15 (laughs) because if i did i'd be pissed right now (laughs) i mean i think i think ultimately it is like emotional pornography for straight guys like it's all about like exactly like you're so smart you just need people to recognize and you need like these brilliant people like help you figure it out and see that about you and like like it's a it's a sensitive movie for like dumb straight guys it's like that's how i yeah and that's why i enjoyed it when i was 15 (laughs) sure (laughs) i get that but like like that scene where 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 matt damon does uh dress i just want to call him cyril o'reilly because that's what he played in oz but that dude's back oh in the bar. Oh my god, that's where I recognize <laughs> him funny, from. He's like the night. special needs guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah. Last yes. time I was watching, we were like, "Who is that guy? Who is that guy?" <laughs> and it's like, believe- someone say this character's name. So I'm, <laughs> I'm scrolling through IMDb. Um, uh, but I was like, "There's no way that Matt Damon's character would be able to spew off that monologue." Like that's like that just to me was so absurd for whatever reason it took me out of it to the point of just screenwriting absolutely like 100 percent there's no way that this guy who's just like oh whatever I'm just you know polishing the floors and then I just like happen to you know like solve this insane problem you know what I mean it's just like and I was just like how does he know all this or the fact that he had all this encyclopedic knowledge of so many books and all this stuff it just it his it seemed so unbelievable to me that that character knew all that stuff and could and would behave in the way that he behaved having that knowledge and whatever yeah, he wouldn't be like slightly more woke for lack of a better term it's upon not even that, like, he, like you might <clears throat> read all those books and be like maybe i shouldn't be a demolition worker or <laughs> yeah or like right. oh maybe there is more to the world than south boston yeah. right 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 <laughs> you know what i mean like there was not like that like any sense of an inner life yeah like, just knew, felt, i guess that's what robin williams monologue is yeah. all about you know the facts but you haven't lived it Right. I guess, but it's still, I still didn't buy that that character would be able right. to rattle off all of the stuff that he rattled off. And I'm going to just do some uh, thought experiment work on behalf of the movie. Please. Go like ahead. a kid who's like, has no one to talk to. And then we do see him read a book at one point when he reads the, <laughs> sure. when he reads the therapist book and he's flipping the pages like <laughs> yeah. this. Now that again is crazy, but I think it's <laughs> supposed to give you a little bit of justification is how I think he finds solace in these books and like learning and he's just since he was a little kid and he is possibly on the spectrum or something and he can fly if he flies through books and reads them all the time he might be able to spew information it's funny to me that he's shitting on that guy for just spewing information but what he's doing is the exact same thing he just has four more chapters (laughs) read which is like a weird stance to take but i think Mm -hmm. like 
and then Robin Williams like dressing down of him of like you don't know what the Sistine Chapel smells like. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I like I like that moment, but I I don't think I think yeah, if you don't buy the conceit that this kid is you're like then you're not going to enjoy the movie. Right. If you're like the whole time like this is fake. <laughs> yeah, that to me felt like too big of a leap. Oh, okay. I think I think is what Oldring well, Now what about a man making a suit out of iron that helps him fly around and fight aliens? I think because that uh people are like, "Oh, this is a fantasy." Whereas right. like, and I think perhaps part of like what I maybe I'm being unfair to Goodwill Hunting is like is the fact that so many guys who at the time when it came out i was like these guys are all douchebags who's like no that movie's great like that's a brilliant movie and you're just like uh you know yeah. what i mean it's that's like, exactly how i feel basic, about it you is know that it was a brilliant movie for dumb people and that's why I, yeah i, I mean i, I put think, it with fight club because i think fight club yeah, did yeah. the same thing like a couple years later where straight guys were like this is a movie i can like that's art but i'm not gay for like <laughs> right sure yeah Despite absolutely wild uh <laughs> the mm. male relationships in both movies are weirdly skewed <laughs> right for straight Very guys gay. to be like this yeah. movie's straight <laughs> okay. there's one woman in it <laughs> <laughs> yeah she keeps it from being a sausage fest <laughs> right <laughs> uh i have a couple questions for you guys All sure. right let's do you it. think this is an accurate portrayal of therapy no, well, hunting. <laughs> I don't think any, but I don't think any movie or TV show has been an accurate portrayal of therapy. Uh, in therapy with uh, the HBO Gabriel show, Byrne, that I did not see that. Watch that. Uh, that's was like five in episodes a week. Treatment. In treatment, yeah, yeah. it's based it like on the Israeli series. Or yeah. Whatever, yeah, it's great because oh, it, it takes its time to like. This is mm-hmm. like Matt Damon like goes from zero to sixty and a hundred. If you just yeah. repeat, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. It's going to have a breakthrough, and then yeah. he says thank you at the end of it. Yeah, yeah. well, there is like. How much time has passed in that movie is the question. Don't they say it's like two weeks or a month? It doesn't seem like it's that long. If he meets him once a week and one week is completely silent and another (laughs) week is completely like, I think there, it's not. I, now, I'm defending this movie completely arbitrarily. Now, Please, that's your job. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yes, the therapy makes no fucking sense in this movie. Also, Will's reaction to it doesn't even make sense. Like, right. I get not. I, I get thinking like hypnotism is corny or the guy <laughs> sure, sure, like, right. when he calls out the guy for being gay <laughs> right. George, George Clinton like, yeah. do you find it like, hard who, to hide the it? fact who, that you're gay yeah. they treat being gay Bally like, like you're being like a, like a wizard or like you're a vampire or like some <laughs> mythical crazy thing to be gay like is it weird to be gay <laughs> fuck you I mean I, to that though I will say in South Boston in the early 90s I'm sure that's <laughs> yeah that's probably it the was, most it was believable <laughs> this kid never read Oscar Wilde and all his books he never read well, that's any the other thing that drives me crazy for Isherwood is, is shit like that where it's like do you you only read math and science yeah <laughs> right you fucking nerd yeah. um do you know in that scene in the party store when he throws the caramels behind us do you think he cleans them up I think he does I uh, or does mini driver <laughs> he has mini driver pick him up <laughs> wow uh, I hate that scene in the candy store too well, you like, don't like mini I thought she was pretty good in this I think yeah. she's pretty good it, them falling in love he's right. so closed off to her that Constantly. she's falling in, yeah that she's falling in love with his like caramel gag and like <laughs> right like what is she like i don't understand what she's getting out of this relationship <laughs> like, yeah. at any moment he's yeah. like a child right yeah she's yeah. like <laughs> he's a hot child who could help me do my crosswords yeah <laughs> he's 20 and like uh he's in like a ripped t-shirt and he's doing throwing caramels on the floor and she's like this yes. is the guy i'm gonna fuck this dude <laughs> he's the one. i mean i guess she's a college 
girl who she's allowed to make who mistakes. Has no dad yeah. and, had and no also dad like if life. it's just fucking that guy yeah sure right. yeah <laughs> but when she said come to relation? california with me yeah, yeah. i was like that's mm. pretty quick that's pretty i mean i get it for the sake for the premise of the movie right but mm-hmm. like at the same time if i'm will i'd be like no <laughs> but in order for it to completely match robin williams love story sure. he's got to do it do you yeah. think i thought when in the first time robin williams meets uh will hunting he chokes him and don't you think if you were that therapist you would think maybe i shouldn't see this shot this patient because he's triggering something in me right, right. yeah absolutely. like that's insane well, to like physically choke a patient and <laughs> yeah. then it's like well i'll see you next week no you won't yeah <laughs> i'm in a restraining order yeah i think that is they lean that they brush that under like the rules of southie it's like he crossed the line right. he had to but be isn't phys- technically robin williams not a therapist but he teaches I, therapy I guess he yeah, teaches he's not therapy. a therapist anymore he's not since his wife got sick he used to gotcha. counsel vets but still if okay. you uh, respect the process that's true right. I don't no think, it's an insane I think what situation is that scene on the park bench should have happened there instead right. of him choking him yes. at the end of his first session like oh yeah you, you come in here you think you know all the stuff but you don't really like i think that to me that to me would make sense well yeah also if you're like a kid who's been abused his whole life and then an older man, man chokes, chokes you. you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I also wonder if that locked in like the power dynamic for that relationship too on, in, in a negative I way. I guess, but it would yeah. be nice for them to mm-hmm. show a different way to assert have right. power and authority. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I do you think, I think that scene is that is wild that even like uh, Stellan Skarsgård be like, yeah, we should bring him back based on this. <laughs> yeah, right. But I, I also think that's to show how similar sean and will are absolutely right like mm-hmm. you're supposed to like be like and then you hear later on when sean tells the story of being abused as a kid it's like they had very similar right. south boston and anytime sean says bah that's the only time oh, yeah. you hear the boston accent is when oh, i was in the bar and cod God. Like, yeah, you want me to put my cards back on the table? It's like, <laughs> it's like oh, yeah, he's from Boston. <laughs> right, right, right. They do get each other. Oh, and uh, is this the first movie on Two Old Queens to feature the, ter- uh, the term of endearment chief 11 times? <laughs> probably. Probably. Lots of chiefs in sports. Nine to five. Had a lot of, yeah. a lot of chiefs. Chief, sport, like a lot of that like condescending dad shit, mm-hmm. which was really funny. Nasty. Do you think this movie would be better if it didn't have the genius subplot? Like if he was just a kid from, well, a troubled kid from Southie who uh, had potential maybe, but like just had to go see a therapist and still had his same arc, but maybe without the genius, because somehow the geniusy thing, and like in earlier drafts of the script, he was, ended up being like a super spy. Yeah. He, well, then CA wanted to uh, like hire yeah. him to crack. But I actually I, think that they needed more of that because to me, it made no sense why Skellen's, uh, Skellen 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 yeah. <laughs> uh why he was so much like, no, we can't give up on this kid. Right. And if there was something of like, oh no, there's money to be, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, or I some get, sort of pressing equation. I or didn't pressing get why contest. the why that his attention was so strong on this kid. Yeah, I think they try to explain that to you later on in the movie when Stalin says like it breaks his heart that everything Will does is what he dedicated his life to, and Will can do it so simple. Like when he lights right. the uh, oh right the, the that's proof like I think or whatever. that's where we see. St- I think St- Stalin Skarsgård is having like the the most positive reaction you can have to someone who's right. 40 years you're young you're younger and way better at what you do like he's right, like right sure choosing to support him in that moment i think it, in in this in the premise of the movie makes sense in that like holy shit i i'm just such a fan of math that this guy has to do it <laughs> right right like you, <laughs> but, i get that but, but at the same time like 
I'm going to take you to three therapists. I'm going to do this. I'm right. going to like it's dedicate all of this to you. It's like, <laughs> have you ever had that when you like see someone like smoke a lot of weed and you're like, wow, they're doing smoking so much more than I ever did. <laughs> like not like a young person. Not so, yet. Oh, these oh. gravity <laughs> bonds you have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, these tinctures and edibles you kids have, have I, today. Have I ever seen a young comedian come around and be funnier and more successful yeah. than me? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Okay. That's okay. Joel Queens. <laughs> um great well now we're gonna get into the scoring round all right we got a bunch of scoring categories and then a bunch of, uh a bunch of them have been created by our guests so we're gonna go through all those and then at the end you will add a category which will then become, become canon <laughs> and we will carry on through so all every movie henceforth will then have be, have this, have your this category. Level okay. on it. so our and it's going to be the average of the three of us and the score is from zero to 100 zero Correct. to 100 first category homoeroticism Ooh. how much how would you score goodwill hunting on homoeroticism i would say 65 okay what are you basing that on um the camaraderie we don't even see his butt you don't even see his butt but i, I think like there's underlying homoeroticism to roughhousing and <laughs> ballyhoo ballyhoo they're all obsessed <laughs> with the fact that casey affleck is cranking off in ben affleck's mom's house that was weird it's, it's really weird that they're yeah. not playing brothers in this movie it's like okay if it's so bizarre be, yeah like, no, why not be brothers why not be brothers like there are friend groups like that yeah <laughs> <laughs> right and he is the classic little brother of the right. group and the character yeah. is he's like a little brother and they are look they look alike <laughs> yeah <laughs> but uh i i think there's that element of just like broiness that lends itself closer and closer to homo erotica sure. but do you mean like i guess i don't fully understand what the category means <laughs> Maybe homo-erotic, how homoerotic would you say uh, How much do you think it's like yeah, meant to be like, like, hey boys? Yeah, oh, like uh, if Brokeback Mountain is seventy, what is Goodwill Hunting? Okay, so you know? Goodwill Hunting is not sixty-five. <laughs> if Brokeback Mountain is seventy, you get to you use whatever score you want. want you to readjust my score to forty. Okay, forty. All right. Yeah. Uh, I think I will say, yeah. There's not a lot of homoeroticism. It feels more like I'm gonna give it a. 25 25 I mean, like, it was it was like when the movie first started i was like oh my god look at how young they are um, right <laughs> but i also still uh, i've never like i acknowledge and recognize that matt damon is a very attractive man i've never been attracted to him i was i would say i'm more ben affleck although with this one i was like he looks just like vanilla ice this entire movie <laughs> yeah uh, i'm into i'm into bearded kind of overweight ben affleck more okay than, more than any what movie is that like a gone girl ben affleck like a gone girl ben affleck uh-huh. a batman ben affleck crossfit batman tire chain tires and chains batman. <laughs> sure um yeah i've never i've i can recognize him at matt damon is attractive but he's never done that for me uh-huh. yeah he's really done it for me i think having gus van sant behind the camera certainly does lend this a certain uh, it makes it more homoerotic than this would have been in like someone else's hand. Right, sure. right. Mel Gibson was in the round. Um, was gonna yeah, maybe direct it for a while. <laughs> yeah, Mel Gibson, Casey Affleck. This movie would have been a fucking fight scene. Would have been thirty. Yeah, I poor Mini Driver. To ever liking poor, it. Poor Mini Driver. Of that Mini happened. Driver, January thirty first birthday. Like yours truly. Oh, oh, and it was also this was a Weinstein production. <laughs> oh, right. That's right. <laughs> so, and Kevin Smith is Kevin a producer. Smith, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's fine, right? I don't know. Yeah, he's. You can dislike him. For taste, but I don't think yeah, he, yeah, he, I don't like think he's done anything he's terrible. Not a bad person. No, no, no. We love. <laughs> I don't think he's we're rich. Big women. Kevin Smith, USQ Averse fans here. Huh? <laughs> I am <laughs> sure. Um, 
I don't know. It's not very homoerotic. I think there's like some not Cole Hauser is very hot in this movie. Yeah, he's like her blonde friend who's mm. like just like who does, who's just hung over the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> well, I love when he says it's a good engine. It's a good engine. When yeah, yeah. Like, it's a good. I was like, ooh, that's like pretty good. <laughs> ooh. Tell me more about <laughs> this. Tell me more about this. How does this engine purr? Like Matt Damon working the floor waxer. Like that shot really well. It looks like the first two minutes of a porno. Right, right. Um, mm-hmm. But overall, not very homoerotic. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a twenty. All righty. That gives an average of 28.33. Okay. All right. Actual gay characters on a scale of <laughs> 1 to 100. Uh, I think you got to give... Uh, George Plimpton? Yeah, I'm saying George... I don't think he's gay in I it, think though. he is. He, in, in real life, is not gay. I think he's George Plimpton. That's just he's who just he being is. George Plimpton. He's just an old man from... No, I think he's men. gay in the movie. I think that the character he's playing is gay. And I think that's why he's like so, so like, like whoa, 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 I'm too busy insane. for this. I'm too busy for yeah, this. this and, like, crazy so, person. You're I think he's, a, he's closeted. Him? Yeah, I think... I think uh, we're... So Matt, okay. in the Will, world of the movie, we're supposed to believe that Matt Damon Will Hunting picked has up on that amazing gaydar <laughs> yeah. as well as part of his genius intellect. Sure. I think he put him on his heels so much by calling him gay that it makes me feel like a therapist should be able to handle that. Unless, of course, they're that make him maybe even they more triggered as well. Then? Yeah, possibly because if he's maybe also has suffering from toxic masculinity, right. how dare you? He's just like a stuffy East Coast professor. I thought, and no stuffy East Coast professors are ever gay. gay. No, <laughs> never happened. <laughs> <laughs> I I believe him to be the only gay character, and he's treated oh, so well. Wait, though. no, there's two. <laughs> wait, who's the, who's other, the other one? one? Smithers. Oh, oh yeah, right, yeah, that's he's, true. Yeah. He's probably yeah. and probably the hypnotist. Um, yes, maybe the hypnotist. Like, name's like thought, Fabricio or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and just also how he's shot, like with his like finger, his hand like on his finger on his temple as he's like gazing at Matt Damon lying on a couch. Like Gus Van uh, Sant, you're yeah. not doing us any favors. Right, right. <laughs> That's true. When I jerk off, I have one hand on my dick, one hand on my temple. Because <laughs> you jerk off like Professor X. Yes. Cerebro. 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 Pull up. Gay for petty. <laughs> <laughs> Bait bus, Cerebro. <laughs> uh, so yeah. what are you going to give it um, one to a hundred of actual gay characters? I'm going to give it a 15. 15? Yeah. I'm going to give it a five. Yeah. I'm going to give it five per character I assume to be gay. <laughs> um, I'll give it a 10 just for the Smithers and the Hypnotist. Okay, I do not so then believe. The average would be 10, I believe. The average would be 10. This is uh, fourth. number. Our fourth move number four in terms of actual gay characters <laughs> pretty good camp factor zero to a hundred how campy is goodwill hunting i have a hard time defining camp i figure sure. while i have the two old queens uh, sure here can you help me understand camp oh boy well, lots of it is like time. one of those things that's hard you to know, explain it's like, yeah, it's like porno you know, you know when, when you, you see, see it. it right 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 <laughs> um i think like there's a few different aspects of camp like there's unintentionally funny unintentionally like gay or queer but then there's also like a tongue-in-cheekness like, yeah but then there's also an earnestness that is maybe only exclusively of interest to gay people in I guess. a way uh, has there been any has there been any recent campy i mean like the last season of big little lies was like almost all camp. Yeah, that was pretty campy. Where I mean, that, it is like most... funny, but it's like everything's like a little pitched up higher than reality. Right, right. It's like more like soapy. Like, have you ever seen mm-hmm. a Pedro Almodovar movie? Yes, yes, yes. That a lot of that's campy. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay, because of like heightened emotions. Everything John Waters, like arbitrarily heightened emotions. Right, but more. it could also be intentional. But then sometimes there's also unintentional camp. I think intentional camp, like a serenity, is less. unintentional camp. Right, right. Yeah, I feel for me, there's an element with camp where it's like, oh, you're 
your like your attachment to something, your like commitment to something is out of proportion in such a to huge way is, to what it actually right. would be. Okay, I, I I can get that. I can um, get that. But but I think when you are doing that intentionally, to me, it's less campy. Like it's more like someone who's just like, yeah, I'm so like like they they over like something is so important or yeah. so crazy or the reaction is so over the top where it feels like oh that's again like disproportionate or just like out of yeah. a scope of what it actually would be. Have you ever seen someone throw a drink on a Real Housewives show? Yeah. That's well, that's camp, what I was going to say. say Real Housewives as an example of like the energy of campiness. Sure. Yes. So like if that's in a movie that is not necessarily about the subject matter of right. Real Housewives. Uh, when I think camp, I think John Waters, which I think is correct, but I can't mm-hmm. really articulate why John Waters and like if that, then what else is extrapolate that out to other movies. That's right. the hard part for me. I, I think I could recognize that there's almost no camp in Goodwill Hunting. <laughs> yeah, I think that's fair. <laughs> yeah, I think this is almost anti camp. Yeah, it's, like, <laughs> it's, it's the opposite it's like of camp. boringly straightforward. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? What? Okay. Here, here's a question, and I don't know if there is a correct answer to this. If camp is one end of us spectrum what's the uh. other end of that spectrum like uh, documentaries <laughs> yeah maybe like uh overt realism? like realism grounded sincerity mm-hmm. i guess like naturalism. no levity yeah okay, yeah naturalism yeah. that's a good like mumblecore yes that's like the opposite <laughs> of camp yeah, yeah maybe maybe uh anything where like a, mu- a movie where people like in the mud and depressed and eating rocks <laughs> angela's ashes no that's probably camp <laughs> anything by samuel beckett yeah, yeah. Like, like the duplass brothers make uh non-campy stuff right yeah a little creep did you oh, ever creep, say creep? Is, i love creep <laughs> <laughs> two men in a cabin in the woods <laughs> i should have picked a different movie <laughs> yeah uh orson scott card anti-camp yes, not yes. Camp. <laughs> Mark is saying that because I'm I'm assuming when I looked that's all your Ender's Game. He's deeply problematic. He, he's yeah. wildly problematic, and it's even Ender's Game. Great book, though. Great book, and touches on like I didn't fully understand. And then you read his beliefs. Like there were some weird like, moments in the book that you're like, that's there's a lot of shower scenes. For- <laughs> Maybe the lady doth protest too much. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like these are kids showering, and right. fighting, and bleeding. <laughs> right. Anyways, I'll get back to reading it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, something that doesn't feature children getting the train run on them. <laughs> um, do you want us to give a camp score first, and then you come in at the I'm end? I'm give it a four, a four in camp four. out of a hundred. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, John, uh, would you I'll give it maybe a hunt? two? If even, it does yeah. have Elliot Smith on the soundtrack, okay. But that, okay, I don't think that's four. campy. Is that camp because it's just so depressing? It that- is depressing. He had an iconic death. Right. <laughs> Stab himself in the chest. He's got that wall and silver like that's now a restaurant. That's camp. Um, <laughs> oh, what's <cool>. hundred? <laughs> that averages out to 52. <laughs> yeah. What are you giving it, John? I gave it a two, I believe. I a gave two. it a four. Yeah. Oh, boy. I, uh, yeah. I don't know what is. I'm giving it a zero. This is the first time I've given it a zero. Giving well, a zero? Goodwill Hunting, you are officially our least campy movie ever made. You know what's campier than Goodwill Hunting? Who's your <laughs> Hoosiers is twice as campy as Good Will <laughs> who, who did Hoosiers? Lennon Parham. Oh, that's awesome. That's a great fucking movie. It's a great movie. Yeah. It was a great movie. I really liked it. Uh, makeover montage, zero to 100. Was there ever a makeover, mo- like a montage scene where, you know, someone goes to a mall and like there's a fun, you know, would you say that going, Would you say that a montage of going to different therapists is an attempt at an internal makeover? If there was like one song going, like right, a right, Katrina, right, 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 there was Katrina and the waves over it, you know what I mean? <laughs> 
And don't Black feel good. magic woman. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I guess I got to go with the zero here. <laughs> a lot of movies get zeros in yeah, this yeah, category. Okay. You know who got a hundred? Nine to five. Oh yeah. <laughs> I fucking love that movie too. Uh, John, what I'll would you give? give? It a, I'll give it a zero as yeah, well. Yeah, I don't think there is one, right? No. Great soundtrack though. <laughs> One of Danny Elfman's better scores, I think. Really? Oh, yeah. I thought that it made no sense with this movie. The Tin Whistle. It's Boston. <laughs> uh, it's uh, Irish. I changed my mind. <laughs> I thought it just f- f- seemed so tonally off. Oh, I like the sweetness. I liked that it was Elliot Smith and Danny Elfman. It was like a real like yin and yang. Next category. All right, this is our first of our guests curated. Um, This is Jenny Pearson's over the top wardrobe. Okay, Uh, Ben Affleck might add some juice to this. (laughs) Now, is it because he's over the top as hetero as it gets? Does that count though? Yeah, it's however you you interpret the category. Okay, all right. So I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give over the top outfits. uh, I'm gonna give it a a twenty based on Ben Affleck's Uh tracksuits. And the uh, any depiction of like a Boston dude with one of those little driver's caps. <laughs> <Just like laughs> what is with those pants that with the snaps so all the way up? Yeah, like yeah. is that because they rip them off? Yeah, they're like they're warm. They're called warm up pants. Like you wear them on the sideline of something. Like if you're playing basketball, that's famous. Like what they're from. You're playing basketball. You get called in. You can rip your pants off and get out. Because you only have seconds sometimes. But really, it's just <laughs> you don't want to stop. Yeah. It's like yeah. a stripper move, though. Oh yeah, and also uh, they were popular when I was in like high school and you could not wear them to school because oh. bullies would rip them off you. oh sure <laughs> when you say bullies do you mean you would rip them off people? in or moments of bullying have- <laughs> we all have our dark moments uh john what are you going to give this over the top wardrobe uh yeah i think based on all of Ben Affleck's wardrobe, and then Matt Damon had a lot of like really '90s baggy pants. I'll give it a ten. Oh yeah, 10. there's a scene where they he's kind of slouching, yes. talking to his khakis. A ten. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because Van Zandt directed this movie. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> Make no mistake. Goodwill tenting. <laughs> uh, I'm surprised neither of you have mentioned Stellan Skarsgård's wardrobe. He was oh, scarf. Right. He scarfed the scarf. He a lot. looked like yeah. Doctor Who. He was really, scarfed yeah. up pretty frequently. Yeah. Um. So I thought he was pretty wild. I loved his like uh erudite math professor look. Mm-hmm. A lot of long scarves. Uh, the I, over the top math professor. Look. <laughs> over the top. I thought his look was pretty wild. I'm going to give it 17. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. Next category from Tony Charlene. Does it hold up? One to a hundred. Oh, okay. Uh, I would say this movie doesn't hold up content wise, and like, but it does hold up. Acting's great. Yeah, I was gonna say it holds so up in works. like it succeeds, and it's fun to see young Damon, young Affleck, yeah. and see that they are and young Driver see that they are good actors. Right. Um. So I say it holds up in that way. It holds. I fucking cried through the it's not your fault moment like mm-hmm. and the son of a bitch stole my line is still a great fucking ending yeah. to a mm-hmm. movie um robin williams ad lib that yeah also robin <laughs> williams ad lib the farting story oh right yeah yeah and, oh, and really? you can see in the scene the camera, the camera is shaking because the cameraman's laughing and that's why will is 
actually laughing. Yeah, he's like breaking hard. Mm-hmm. Like the walk the dog thing, walk the dog up thing was completely riffed. And, oh wow! And Matt Damon broke, and then you see the cameraman when he's shooting uh, Robin yeah. Williams. It's like vibrating. Did you? I was rewatching this. I was like, this is my remind. I was like, who would Robin Williams? Would he have been in the Marvel universe? Like, who would he have played? Oh, they would have forced him into the some Marvel, yeah. Riddlers. I think he would have to be a villain. Yeah. I think he could have been Mister Fantastic. Oh yeah, give him like a person who could like shape shift and change, like make him just like, oh, like, like, like the genie. Yeah. <laughs> I know, but now it's real, right? Right, and not yeah, Will Smith. Real, yeah, now he's really shape shifted. <laughs> I so, thought it'd be fun. So, does it hold up? I give it uh, a thirty-six. Wow, that seems like so it doesn't hold up for you. Oh, is that because it it holds? It doesn't hold up in like. If that movie came out now, people would be it like, would never what come the out fuck? now. Like, yeah. Who is this for? Yeah, exactly. Well, it would well, be for fifteen-year-old straight kids who right. think that they're smart and sensitive, right? Which is what I was. So it sure. hit me like right in the I'm heart. Sure, you yeah. were smart and sensitive. Well, yeah, I was. <laughs> I, be- I, I, and I believed myself to be a little bit, but you wouldn't ever want to like right. talk about that. Well, all right, but before you give your definitive score, I'll say this. So I. I'm here's what I'm thinking for myself. I didn't like it when it came out. I didn't like rewatching it. I'm fine with rewatching. I'm not mad that I had to rewatch it. But I feel like there's a way in which like, oh, it is hold up. Like it is held up. Like it is still the same movie. I don't look at it differently. Oh, so right. in that way, I I think I will give it a high score because I think like, oh, it is it it doesn't I don't know. For me it doesn't feel that different as opposed to like Right. And I just I, mean, I have different tastes now. I guess is what uh-huh. it is. So it's not necessarily do- it doesn't hold up. Right. It just seems different to me now. Um, I guess though, also if I loved it as a kid and I really enjoyed watching it last night, um, I guess that holds up better than forty for me. Uh, what do you think, Rennie? Give me some numbers. Me? And, yeah. Um, I think there's a lot of it that I forgot happened. Like there's some like just treating gayness as like a weird thing was really gross, which I understand it's reflective and true of the time, but also shut up. Did you see uh, uh, mid nineties by any chance? I didn't. You didn't. I understand Did- there's a lot of like faggot and like yes, all that that's stuff. I was just curious as someone who like I watched it. And it stood out as awful to hear that much, but it right. also rang was like, insanely oh, that is so true. true. Right. Yeah, so I just sure. was curious as someone who, uh, I mean, I was called faggot all through high school. <laughs> sure. too, it didn't, it didn't hit me as hard as maybe some other people <laughs> right. who were being called that. But so I was just curious. When you do see mid nineties, let me. I should have picked mid nineties for this. <laughs> well, the I should have picked Good Will Hunting because I thought I was trying to pick one of the straighter movies. I'm a fan. <laughs> I of. think you chose the straightest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, you know, I know what I'm doing. You know? <laughs> uh, yes. and I felt like I'm the straightest guy I know, <laughs> mostly because of my friends. <laughs> In- yeah, we have a lot of contrast. Uh, I don't, and I also thought, I thought this time, I thought the it's not your fault, it's not your fault was so silly to me. Cause like, what is he doing? As if th- just say it's not your fault that you were abused. Like, what's this like trick you're doing? What is this like hokey mantra you're doing? Do you throwing think it feels him? hokier to you now? Because I feel like that moment has, has been, been parodied very, like, a lot. Parodied yeah. a lot. Also, but I was like, it wouldn't work. Like, I don't think that he's right. not just going to crumble because you keep saying it's not your fault. Yeah. I don't know. Some, uh, so, I don't some, know if that's true. I, I feel like there are times. Rang to me. Okay. And I was false. just having a discussion. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> Go on. I interrupted. Go on. <laughs> uh, I mean, I think. I do think like in therapy, there can be moments where like, or just in life where like a thing, something can say, someone can say to you, which is sort of pedestrian or not that revolutionary yeah. that can hit you in a way that you, that it sure that can. part of it didn't ring untrue to me. Yeah. No, it's still, it's still it like, felt like emotional bullshit. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it, 
It's a movie. This movie is a movie. You know, yeah. it's like there's a sequence where it's like, that's the guy who used to beat me up in high school. It's like, come on, we back each other up no matter what. We're right. boys. And then, dun, 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 yeah. you know, like, it's right, right. so movie esque right. at points. It's your birthday. We bought you a car. Yeah. The, my other favorite movie line is like, you know why these, any one of these, Juiced up gorillas, as you call them, would take a fucking bat to your head yeah. on behalf of them. That's called loyalty. <laughs> That's like the most broy. It's like the other version is in the town when uh, oh, sure. the, like the version of like male friendship is like, I need your help. You can ask no questions. And it's going to get dangerous. And then Jeremy Renner just stands up and goes, let's go. Like, that's like, <laughs> that's like bro friendship is what we believe. Uh-huh. I like that stuff. Yeah. I mean, I love sure. that shit too. Like, but like, <laughs> I'm watching this movie like, yeah, if I'm ever going to get in a fist fight, my boys better back me up. I'm like, I don't think I had this exact life. <laughs> I <know. laughs> well, also it think of the boys who would be. Yeah. I almost got in a fight <laughs> After uh, a nephew rehearsal one time uh, from a guy who like blew a red light and I like he pulled his car over into Gelson's and I was with Brad Evans and Leanne and I was just like and this guy's like hey asshole and I look at the two of them I'm like oh boy (laughs) (laughs) solo flying on this one (laughs) I'm like Leanne you got me (laughs) she would I bet she's crappy I'm almost positive she would have yeah. Uh, I, I defused the situation by uh, calling my. He he get. He's like, hey, you fat fuck. What were you saying to me? I was like, I was letting you know that you went two things. Let you know you were going through the red light. You almost hit a jogger. And secondly, fine, I am a fat fuck. <laughs> and he like started laughing. And he goes, uh, I'm pretty fat too. <laughs> <laughs> got in his car and like left but he went through the light at Bronson I screamed hey asshole he pulled into Gelson's we were Whoa. walking into Gelson's he got out of his car didn't pull into a parking spot got just pulled into the a parking lot jumped out of his car and started walking towards me and I was like <laughs> no. he went into Gelson's bought a pint of ice cream <laughs> he's like I am a fat fuck <laughs> uh, I'm gonna give does it hold up I'm gonna give it a 50 okay then I'm gonna give it a, a 65 all right. I'm gonna switch you know what? 40. I'm going to give it a 70. Mm. Wow, John. Interesting, because does it hold up, or are you saying it holds down? <laughs> <laughs> I think it, I guess I feel like watching it today, it felt like the same movie that I saw when I saw yeah. it, when it came out. And it's a, it's a strong time capsule, too. It doesn't, Absolutely. you know, it's pretty, it's not contemporary in any right. way. Like, the way everyone dresses in the cars and everything looks like it's mm. old and shitty. And all the stuff I liked is all, like, the Gus Van Sandy. Like, the woman who owns the party store, like, just this little old lady. Like, there's just, like, interesting faces scattered throughout. Yeah. Like, yeah. And he chose, like, interesting character actors for some of those parts. I, lo- I love the... Uh, Hey, how come I couldn't get on you last night with your little Tootsie Roll oh, dick? Like I would have been those girls. Uh, yeah, those Remember the sisters in the fighter? Like yeah. those are. Like, where are the, where's their movie? <laughs> I would love to watch that. All right, here's our next category from Drew Uday Singh. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Drag queen inspiration. <laughs> so anything a drag king could watch? Like ah, maybe Stellan's, uh Robin Williams is like there. Sean Rumpel. McGuire, like wearing a tweed coat and like as a dress, I mean, like very tweed. hairy forearms. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. that weird hat he wears on the bench scene. Uh, maybe oh, no, yeah. there's no drag inspiration. No, I, I mean there's dra- there's maybe drag inspiration, but that's the drag show I'm not as excited to see. <laughs> I mean that would be oh Ben Affleck like. Yeah, but that still to me feels more drag king. Like I could see drag king going sort of vanilla icy. Yeah, you'd have to go. No one's dressing like me. Am I allowed to say Butch? 
You How can say butch. dare you? <laughs> Get out of here. You would have to go like, oh, I'm dressing up as like a butchy queen, butch queen. and then do like that Katie Lang flat top that Ben sure, Alex rocks, sure. and then wear like a full jumpsuit. But that is but a it stretch. is weird to be a man be like, I'm going to be yeah, a woman who's best seen up as a woman. Yeah, yeah. I think you could like wearing do. a pantsuit. You're like, <laughs> right. okay, yes, women wear pantsuits, but really. But we're, when we're going drag, we're aiming for height. <laughs> we're really leaving stuff on the table. <laughs> There's a world where a drag queen could start her number, dressed as a janitor, she sees a chalkboard, solves the formula, and it's like, the answer is like 69, and then yeah. she goes into like then a spins like techno Wonder Woman. Yeah, she, mis- she, tur- she turns around and like <laughs> yeah. uh, Elliot Smith song plays, <laughs> and the janitor uh, one piece falls off and she's yeah. like a beautiful and she's, she's got a, a graduation gown <laughs> right 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 <laughs> or the most beautiful Dunkin' Donuts gown you've ever seen yeah. a lot of a lot, a lot of, Dunkin- of I didn't know I noticed that more this time all the Dunkin' but Donuts but there, there was one scene where he was decidedly drinking Pete's coffee and I was like oh he's in a different part of town he's in Cambridge yeah yeah, yeah which is really funny like the Southie guys drink Dunkin' but Dunkin'. when you're in Harvard I guess yeah, yeah. Pete's is the you closest Pete's. oh just FYI uh, and does it hold up category Goodwill Hunting is our lowest scoring category uh, <laughs> really? Wow. Sorry to bring everybody right after. What about Bob? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that holds up. <laughs> uh, 66.67. Mm-hmm. Ooh. So, uh, so, Drag Queen and Spray, what score are you going to give it? Five. Five. I give it two. I always, I, uh, the only move I've ever given a zero to in this was Hoosiers. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but the more I, you gave it a two, yeah. The more I think, the more I think, I think a creative drag queen can find inspiration anywhere. Doesn't mean the audience is going to like it or understand but it. I, but to me, I think with this category, for me, it's like, as an audience member, could I see and be like, oh my God, you're doing Goodwill hunting. Yeah, right. I guess <laughs> you, know you have mean? to do like, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. Sure. My <laughs> fault. This <laughs> yeah. is such a shame that but you will never me. do drag. <laughs> I don't, don't say oh, that. Don't say never. Can we right? edit that part out where he says, I'll never do drag? <laughs> just in case. Sure. <laughs> a year from now. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Three weeks from now, <laughs> if I if because uh, I can lip sync, which sure, and I can be very good with roasting people and like mm-hmm. audience interaction, That's half of it, and. I feel like I I could I feel like I'd be decent at drag. Could you do it in heels though? But the, the thing is, I don't like to even wear a lot of sh- men's clothes. You don't have to be a gown. You could be right. like a dowdy queen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Divine. <laughs> Divine. <laughs> um, I'm gonna dress like a female crossfitter. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. So what did you wait? Did you say what you gave it? I gave it a five. Five, okay. Uh so that gave it a overall score of a four. <laughs> um Caper music, Mark Sam Rosenthal came up with that. Where's the how are we scoring this in terms of caper music? Oh, okay. I gotta say the Elfman stuff could be used for like a whimsical whimsical caper. Like we're stealing the berries from the leprechauns. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I don't think you can pull off caper music with Elliot Smith. Like you'd be like, hey, where's our backup? Uh, uh, we're stealing <laughs> maybe stealing heroin or yeah. something. The guys in the van or in a garage running the van <laughs> yeah <laughs> um caper music I- i'll give it uh 15 for the uh elfman stuff but does it need to have a specific caper sequence no right no it's whatever just caper music. Yeah. so some of these categories aren't even necessarily ha- on a gayness scale either. correct okay okay correct I mean, ultimately, hopefully, but, I mean, that's the science behind this. Is like, <laughs> right, right, right. You know, by tabulating all yeah, these categories. Out how gay this movie yeah. is. I'm going to give it a, I think I'll give it a two, just because I don't <laughs> think it, the Elfman music. Fit. I and, think the Elfman music is great, but is it caper music? Absolutely not. 
Mm-hmm. I'm going to give it a five. Okay. I mean, you could do something to the, what's the, uh, there's some, that saxophone song that's on the soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, that's the fist fight song. Oh, do, yeah. Do, 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 do. Yeah, I forget what it's called. Next category, teamwork. Lennon Parham suggested how much teamwork is in this movie. Oh, I'm going to have to give it's this. pretty good. I'm going to have to give this 80. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of teamwork, a lot of group fist fight. They got his back throughout the whole thing. He's got Affleck's back when Barney roasts him. Uh, and then Stellan Skarsgård, and the moment when they're both doing the equations and like crossing <laughs> shit off together. Like, that's so funny to see. Like, these are men bonding. And they're like, <laughs> over math. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll give it whatever I said it was already. <laughs> what did you say? 80? 80. You did say 80. Uh, I have to say another monologue that I was like, come on was ben affleck's like the best part of my day is when i pull up and i'm waiting for you to come out hoping that you won't be there that was another one that was like like shut up that doesn't feel authentic coming from ben affleck's (laughs) character but i did appreciate like the sentiment the the first half of it when he's like any one of these guys would kill to have what you have feels like the impulse that's better than Mm. i want you gone without saying goodbye (laughs) (laughs) right that's when you like see the screenwriting Yeah, yeah 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 Hey, it's their first movie. They're trying. All right. We need to talk about that. Uh, I will give it a 20. I mean, I think this does have a lot of team with his friends going into a fist fight together. Sure. Ben Affleck goes into a pitch, his job interview for him. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah. Retainer. <laughs> so weird. Uh, his outfit is amazing. Oh, that's over the top wardrobe. Yeah, that's sure. He's got like yeah. loafers. He got that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, so I think this, I think this does pretty good with teamwork. I'll give it a 40. All right. Brian Gallivan suggested the next category. How likely are you to recommend this to gay people? Ooh, okay. That's a good question. Uh, yeah, you're going to get that down to about. 25 <laughs> yeah Be- and solely because of gsv GVS. you would have to lay so much track before recommending this movie right. yeah do you like movies do you are you okay with things that maybe don't how age do you well? feel about uh, matt damon and ben affleck do you think they're cute okay, uh, okay. then you might want to watch this and with I, the sound off gus van zandt nudges it a little bit in sure, that yeah. direction but i think you're right yeah, like yeah. are you a gus van zandt completest well <laughs> yeah well, well you need to watch one you gotta see the bros you've already it. seen his psycho for some reason <laughs> yeah, yeah but you haven't seen goodwill hunting <laughs> why did he even make that movie he could i guess and we had to watch it <laughs> no you that you did we did not have to watch it i haven't uh, watched well, mark it. had a difficult child my father forced me uh, I, <laughs> I understand the psycho as just sort of like an experiment but it also seems like i guess um yeah it feels weird to like well it's like the lion the new lion king same thing like you're doing the same movie but worse <laughs> no because wasn't with psycho wasn't he just like it's like he didn't add anything like wasn't that it was sort a, of shot for shot. a shot for though. shot he adds like weird shots of like during the shower he adds like a shot of like a, a buffalo getting slaughtered he does like weird montage oh. shit here and there oh and also it's that. in color but it's right, also right. worse yeah that's such a weird choice to just like do a shot for. I hate the, the I'm not I haven't seen Aladdin or Lion King or anything and it's I just, their highest grossing animated film of all time. I can't believe the new Lion King. The new Lion King it's already outgrossed Frozen. Jesus. Uh well, that's like Beyoncé in it. Dark days, dark days. <laughs> just redub the original with the fucking new upper <laughs> or just make it look animated but like in a Pixar style or something. Right, right. Yeah, just try something. <laughs> just try something anything new, anything. <laughs> just make it colorful and fun. Is it so Why should they hard? do that? They've now made be- so that's much more true. money than they've ever had. Right. It's just like uh, Lion King reminds me of like those like douchey like Guido guys that you see like who are like and straight guys and you're like 
they're only acting like someone does fuck them. Like, you know, like <laughs> sure. some, some women are validating these guys' behavior. And it's like, right. we want to be like, stop making movies like this. And we're sorry we keep giving you millions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're like, want to look to your fellow people and be like, stop watching this. <laughs> right. Stop fucking this guy. He needs to change his behavior. Stop going to Yoshinoya Rice Bowl. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We don't need this. Stop letting this happen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you? How, what score are you going to give? How likely would you be to recommend this to a gay person? Uh, I'll give it a ten. There's a way in which it's like, oh, it's like, even though I don't like the movie, it's like also one of those things of like, it gets referenced a lot. People like, you know, like it's good to sort of just know it in a way. <laughs> and and it, Robin Williams like, is great in it. It who? did Robin, Robin yeah, Williams. He's like, great. It's almost like aggressively hetero this movie absolutely <laughs> yeah it's not very a dude does everything for a girl did you hear i heard a story where when they were first like pitching the movie around like the screenplay they wrote in the middle of it like a sex scene between the two main characters to see who read it yeah and harvey weinstein 16, was the only person yeah. was the only guy who was like that weird sex scene between you guys need the to two cut professors that. <laughs> no it was no the, it was that uh, matt and ben <laughs> <laughs> oh, I read it was the two professors. Oh, but, yeah. right. That would make more sense. But that's <laughs> also, yeah, like, so what if there was? Like, would any, I wouldn't have been shocked if Matt Damon and Ben Affleck had a sex scene in the middle of this movie. Right. And I, but I think, I think it I think would have been like, that's a different do- movie. Yeah. <laughs> this movie has become something else now. <laughs> it's yeah. a more I don't interesting think he, movie. I don't think Ben Affleck then says, the best part of my day is walking up to your door and hoping you're not there. Yeah. yeah. If they are. That's fucking- a very different movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the best part so of my hard. day is walking up to your door and saying, it's the time you asked me to come in and fuck you. Yeah. My dick through the mail. America ready to run on Duncan. (laughs) Yeah. Here's some spunk mail. Um, what I, I'm going to give this a seven. Unlikely. Yeah. So currently our least likely. Okay, here's the scoring for recommended to gays. Goodwill Hunting has an average of 14. The next lowest is Mission Impossible Fallout with an 86.67. <laughs> so that's a 70 point disparity. Just some fun facts. Just some fun facts. And then our next category from Tony Rodriguez. How much felt is in the movie? Inspired by Muppets Take Manhattan. Oh, so how okay. much felt? Probably uh, P.O. W flag. What's that made out of in Robin Williams' office? Uh, I think Affleck is wearing like a velour shirt. I guess that's not felt, but he's wearing like yeah. a velour short sleeve shirt in two different scenes. Sure, and it's really a weird choice. <laughs> oh right, yeah, yeah. Right. When he's on the train, he has like a velour ringer tee. <laughs> I'm like, that would be so hot. To I feel like in the, the late '90s, there was a weird like '70s renaissance. Like yes. people were into like Trans Ams again, and like Urge Overkill was all over the radio. Um, how much felt is in this movie? <laughs> Which oh. felt? Like, uh, I would, I would give it. Eight, a score of eight exclusively for uh, Robin Williams' arms. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. They're doing a lot of the heavy lifting. They're doing so much heavy lifting. For reps. I, I would have been like one rep max or for reps. Be honest with you, yeah. Sean. Did Robin Williams look like in shape to put bench press 285? 285 is a lot. That seems like a lot. It is. Um, but also. <laughs> this is we want to get let's get semantical he's got short levers like short arms and a bigger chest and that makes it way easier you have less of a range of motion ah. he would have to be pretty strong maybe he did 285 when he was in vietnam or wherever mm-hmm. we're supposed to assume he was sure. yeah he had to push a helicopter off of him yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're 285 pounds helicopter right. <laughs> got it <laughs> well these things fly so easily Isn't the time no we had another great vietnam movie like we're getting all these world know. war one world war two give me vietnam it's relevant yeah give me vietnam it's with vietnam like relevant with, a, with just the, the <laughs> with a layer of like self-awareness of like 
what what, what were we doing there? You I know, just like, watched that movie, um, a Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, and one of the characters is like a draft dodger, and it's not a spoiler, but at the end of the movie he decides he goes to vietnam and like this is the happy ending like of him like i'm not dodging the draft anymore <laughs> he goes on a bus to join the army to go to vietnam and this oh, is the cool. happy ending yeah. like no yeah, this is gonna work out great for you bud <laughs> yeah uh how, what are you gonna give it and how much felt john uh i guess because of uh, also because of robin williams arms i'll give it a i'll give it a, an eight why not eight um, I guess his body hair armed is felt. I don't it's know. How you maybe. wish to interpret the category. That's true. I'm gonna give it a five just for that. I think a POW flag is probably made of felt. Yeah, you might be right. Typically. Typically. That's how they are. All right, from Nick Wagger, facial hair. <laughs> There's like no uh, the beard, Robin, Robin Williams, Williams beard. Do a lot of the movie. heavy lifting. Yeah. Robin Williams has a beard that uh the hypnotist has like a little goatee, right? <laughs> right, a little mm-hmm. soul patch, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He might have like a flavor <laughs> saver. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. Oh, I don't know. Facial hair. Yeah. Oh, uh, because Weiger did Fallout. Yes. And Henry Cavill's yeah, facial yeah, hair mustache. is doing. Right. So- God, that movie mm-hmm. fucked me up. <laughs> it got the, joke, a- the joke I made to uh, uh, Weiger after we saw that movie was. Um, Henry Cavill makes me want to ask more questions about the Q in LGBTQ. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'm like, I don't think, I know I'm not L or T. <laughs> Am I B or Q? You could be B. <laughs> A l- light B? <laughs> An occasional B. Occasional B. <laughs> when I vacation, I'm B. <laughs> uh, f- for aesthetic enjoyment i would say maybe i am b you know like, <laughs> sure. sure i love That's the male honest. figure and mm-hmm. henry cavill is hot as great example his whole character in that movie is so fun to me he's like arch in a weird way like it, it, mm-hmm. and he literally oh, gets yeah, to yeah. do like full-on uh uh superhero villain by the end oh like yeah, a Marvel yeah, it's villain. yeah it's awesome yeah if you don't appreciate him it's like not appreciating like a beautiful sunset like exactly. what are you dead inside yeah come on um i'll give like vanessa kirby also an absolute smoke show <laughs> total <Sure>. smoke show both hot um i'll give uh facial hair i guess i'll give it a 20 for Will, uh robin williams yeah he's doing all the work yeah and the bench scene features some real dramatic beard shots. Very great. <laughs> Very center frame. <laughs> right. Uh, I'm going to give it a 10 because I feel like out of all the dudes in this movie, only one person has facial hair. Yeah, it's funny. Like, I guess when you find out that Matt Damon's 20, right? Like in that babies, movie. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I'm like, oh, they're children. <laughs> but this, right. uh, I will say, I'm going to give it a 25 because this is an Academy Award nominated beard. Fair winning enough. beard. Not Academy nominated. Award winning. winning beard. Yeah. All right. Second to last, so your category you better co- is next is after next. this. This last one is from Brian Safi. Broken glass, <laughs> broken, broken glass glasses is in, in this, this movie. movie. Interesting. There was a lot. There was some uh, heated Suspiria 2018. So there was a lot of broken glass in Suspiria. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I enjoyed that movie a lot. Me too. Yeah, yeah. John Ziffy. Uh, <laughs> I don't. Is there any broken glass in Goodwill Hunting? They don't. Some, not in. They smash some beer bottles ever. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, no, do they I throw so. a, something through a window? Because the fight throw... is on the basketball court. There's no like, is there no zero broken glass? Bar fight? Wow. Yeah, no. There's that's no broken glass. Ah, uh, yeah. I guess <laughs> gotta <laughs> give it a zero if there's no yeah. broken glass. Ouch. There goes. I'll the give it a one. Award. 
A uh, wand you know, based on it. what? I don't know. I'm sure someone broke a glass on set. <laughs> oh, right. I didn't even think about behind the scenes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that shouldn't really count because it's not what we're seeing. <laughs> a PA dropped a... Gus's, someone sat on, a, on some glasses or something. <laughs> <laughs> Battleship Potemkin. Well, I'm giving it a zero. All right. Oh, there's All right. no... All right, Gabers, we're to you now. What category would you like to add? Um... Our scoring for the gayest movie ever. Male on... Hold on. (laughs) Back off. (laughs) What am I trying to say here? What are you trying to say? Um, Male gaze. The male gaze. The gay male gaze. Like, Like... the male gaze of males. So male, like, how much does a subjectify man just in the shooting yeah, of it? How many hot shots of like? Is there a sexualizing a, men? Yes. Well, I'm trying to think of what that. What's a better way to phrase that? Well, I think they call it the female gaze. You could call it that. You could call it a homo gaze. But we're talking about yeah, exactly. We're talking <laughs> the homo gaze. Male gaze. G a y hyphen z e. Put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> I got my male gaze right here, boys. Hey. <laughs> how did you? Speak? Spell it G A Y Z E dash Z. All right, basically, how uh, how many men are how many sexualized? like hu- how many hu- how much hunky cinematography? Is yeah, how there? much how much hunky yeah. cinematography? Is there? So, what are you going to give Goodwill Hunting for um, the male gaze? I'm going to give it. Uh, I'm give it forty five. There's some shirtless Damon. There's shirtless some Damon. Um, built like a gymnast. I will say there's like some sexualization of uh Robin Williams forearms in this movie. I mean when hmm. isn't there? Yeah. Right. He's, there's a lot of like weirdly like his arms folded. They look good. They look like buff and tan and, oh, yeah. and there's like it's it's like in a lot of shots. Was he short, Robin Williams? I think he, he is. I don't think he's nine, a tall maybe. Man, yeah. Is Matt Damon short? Yeah, I think yes. he's tiny. Yeah. And Affleck is like six two, like he's like a, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's a, a mook. A mook. <laughs> is that offensive? I don't know. Uh, no, I think you're okay with mook. <laughs> uh, but again, maybe not the barometer you want to know. Gabers wasn't offended. The guy who's on a, a podcast called Two O Queens going, how about male gaze? <laughs> get it, get it, gaze. Because uh, that's what I. Because when I was watching the movie, I was like, oh, I, I was wondering how gay the movie was, and it's not at all. But then there are like interesting shots of some of the it male characters. It feels like a movie they would show at gay conversion camps. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> On movie nights. Yeah. Is that why I like this one? <laughs> yeah. It pulled me out of the darkness when I saw it when I was 15. Yeah. Uh, John, what are you going to give it for the male gaze? Uh, I'm going to say 15. I don't know. I didn't I didn't feel like there was... If, if it was try, If that was the goal, I don't think it... I think there was more opportunities for them yeah. to be shirtless, various states of undress sure. or whatnot. I was, I, I was also aiming to find a a category that would you know like age well with other numbers things. yeah that would like I, i'm curious to see other uh people's opinions on their movies of their gotcha. yeah. sure mm-hmm. yeah uh i'm gonna give it a 25 in the mail because i feel like you could tell the steady hand of gus van Sant the hand behind <laughs> the camera all right so now we're going into our bonus points round. Now these are categories that are not. There's not the average. It's either they are not. Are they are subjective? You sort of say yes. They or no. are. Objective. We all sort of agree. Yes or no? We yeah. kind of all bit, yeah. agree. All right. So straight actors playing gay roles, negative five percent for each instance. I don't think there's any no. of well, that. Well, I think if but you if you're saying George if you're Clinton saying George Clinton is gay, then that but is one. But playing a gay character, like the character, like the character. Is that what, that's you what said, you said though? You said right, he was playing right, a gay, but he's a straight man, the actor. But so that like, would be negative five percent. Oh, okay. So we'll, we'll have to, according to me, <laughs> knock it down five percent. But you two both say he's not. Yeah. So, so that would be maybe zero. I should defer to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would say, and also like George, 
Uh, and he's not like a character in the he's, yeah, in, yeah, he's so in one quick. sequence. I would say he's a role though. It's a role. He's on a call sheet. <laughs> he's on the call sheet. Um, I yeah, I would say, but he's no. only a gay character because another character says you are gay, right? Like that's how it works. Yeah, <laughs> that's how. Yeah, that's yeah. How he's labeled gay in the movie. It's not. I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> My dad called me gay. <laughs> uh, I, I I'll, I'll defer to you guys because I I I believe that. But I think zero. I think zero. I, don't I think there's a gay person in this movie. Um, great. Oops. Hold on. Doing something wrong. Okay. Great. Um. Positive portrayals of homosexuality, you get a bonus point of 15%. I don't I, think it's zero. zero. I think zero. Yeah. Yeah. Well, according so, um, to you guys, there's no yeah. portrayal of homosexuality. <laughs> and if there was, I wouldn't call it positive. <laughs> um, all right. And then our last one, negative 50% if you're the movie Cruising. Is this, this the movie this Cruising? This is not the movie Cruising, so we'll not be docked oh, 50%. Okay, oh, all God, right. Thank God I didn't pick Cruising. <laughs> uh, we would have told you to pick something else. <laughs> all right. So I was retaliating these numbers first let me do a quick rundown of our top five okay number one still uh muppets take manhattan 66.17 number two with 58.94 nine to five number three suspiria 45.93 and number four kids are all right 45 percent and number five mission possible fallout with 38.80 goodwill hunting out of a possible 1450 points (laughs) you you scored 225.33, <laughs> giving you a total po- percentage of total possible points, 15.54, making you the ninth gayest movie ever. You're gayer than What About Bob? Oh. So it's not the least gay movie, the second to least gay movie. Oh, okay. And it, what do you think skewed that? Because is it probably the adding the male gaze category? No, it scored very low in felt. It scored very low <laughs> in teamwork. Where others, it scored very well in caper. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It scored very what about low Bob didn't in have those categories at the time. Right, right. So. Oh, okay. Okay. I see. It <laughs> scored very low in camp factor and makeover montage and actual gay characters didn't help. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, what would we do? Like, what could we do? to make this movie gayer do you think i mean put the sex scene back in put the sex scene back yeah. in yeah. Have, <laughs> some- have chucky and will fuck art randomly <laughs> yeah and don't treat uh gayness as like a weird thing to be yeah um i don't but to, uh, to will goodwill hunting's credit i don't think they linger on that so much no i think that's like an aggressive yeah. i don't think it's like a homophobic movie no. no but i guess i would say the only time gayness is mentioned is as an insult Right. Correct. So but again, I don't great. think they linger on it too, but I yeah. don't disagree at all. The fact yeah. that it's brief doesn't help. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> um, they only said the end word like, Even like the basketball scene. Why, why don't we have some guys on shirts and some skins? Thank you. Know you. What I mean? Why don't we get some of that? <laughs> how, yeah, how There's got to be a shower scene in there somewhere. How can we make the movie gayer? Is like... What if I Casey Affleck when they walk in on what he's jerking off to? It's gay porn. Sure. And they're like, what the fuck, man? And he's like, I'm sorry. It's just like, it's the way. I and get then he the- gives himself a makeover montage. Yeah, he's like, this is the most. I, I, this, and then his friends are like, they buy Matt Damon a car, but instead they find a guy, the o- only other gay dude in Southie. <laughs> like he's like sitting on it. I get the whole one. Do you want to know about Stonewall? Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. 
Stellan Skarsgård uh, make his character bi and see him hitting on male and female students. Thank you. And then that would kind of there's something with him and Smithers. And then that would hype up up, uh, like some kind of weird relationship with Smithers. Yeah. Yeah. Some sort of mentor, Mm -hmm. mentee, top Or maybe if one of those books uh, Will reads is maybe go through all the books by Jacqueline Suzanne. Maybe he reads Valley of the Dolls. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Would it kill you to get read something you're not familiar with? God. (laughs) Um, Great. Well, that was Good Will Hunting. Wait, I, just, I yes, do want to talk about final thoughts. I do want to talk about the uh, the the rumor of the screenplay being ghostwritten by other people. What do you guys think about that? Maybe I don't know. It is weird that they haven't really written anything else, right? The, Affleck has co-written two other movies, but and not Damon, with Matt Damon. And, and Matt Damon co-wrote, co-wrote one other movie. Yeah. yeah, but William Goldman has come out and like at a WGA presentation yeah. said he didn't do like. I think he said, "I wish I wrote it." <laughs> right. <laughs> He like he said like he met with them and helped gave them some gave them notes, notes which yeah, yeah happens to every movie. But then also we can sit here and go like Robin Williams improvised some lines, you know. Well, like, that's like like every movie, there's like right. There's always, yeah, there's no movie right. is just solely one person wrote. Right. It. Yeah. The win the screenplay winning is always like like are we reading the screenplay or are we watching the movie and saying it's well written? Right. Like what's the mm-hmm. how how are we doing it? How do you come out on that? What do you think? I don't know. I mean, for a, for a long time, I it, it there's something about it that feels very true. You know what I mean? But also, like, there are so many clunky parts in it that it also makes sense that this is sort of, like, first-time screenwriter. It feels like it's written by Chucky and Will. Gotcha. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Like, it feels mm-hmm. like it's written by those two characters because it, like, glorifies the characters they're playing in some way and, like, yeah. what they believe themselves to be. So it feels like it really came from them. And not... I don't even mean that positively. <laughs> yeah, right. No, I <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I just figured we should talk about because it, it is such a like a thing that right. is attached to this movie. I yeah, I say that you're right because like they haven't, they don't really talk about it. They don't like ride high off of it. You know, there's not like Goodwill Hunting staged readings or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Well, I'm curious what are Matt and Ben's rela- what's Matt and Ben's relationship like now. I don't know. It seems weird. Like Ben Affleck seems to, like be like a loner or something I think, now. Uh, I mean, or a ben sad Affleck person? has addiction issues, like ah, gambling, mm. drinking, and allegedly pills. And but Matt like, Damon's like a type A, probably. Yeah, Matt Damon's a little bit of a uh, like they're they're they're. It's weird that they're not ever. They never do anything together again. Right. They could they mm-hmm. could be like our generations, like De Niro and Pacino. Uh, you know what I mean? Like how they're like in heat and everyone's like, wow. Like I think if Matt Damon and Ben Affleck did like a two hander together, people would be so excited. Oh yeah, absolutely. It would be like a great, mo- but why haven't they yet? So you think it's there's they like, there's some, dyna- yeah, they don't need to. You're right. Uh, but also has Matt Damon done much lately? He did, uh, that stupid shrinking movie, downsizing. Oh right, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, it also could be a matter of like. It seems, yeah. um, <laughs> it seems like they both do movie. huge. They both are are like uh, individually huge movie stars, and yeah. so like it must be hard to like schedule. Like, right, how can we get right. together to do something? But they could like if if imagine Matt and Ben wrote mm-hmm. another movie together for them to star in together. Good like, Will be, retiring? <laughs> I mean, not, it doesn't have to be an update of Good Will Hunting. That just would be pretty Will well. Hunting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I just think that they would like, they could fucking set Hollywood on fire doing like doing a movie together. They're probably someone saving put, that for when like they have, they, need, they need it. Yeah. But like someone needs to do the whole like, once upon a time in Hollywood, Leo and Brad thing, where oh, it's boy. like put these two guys together in a movie who everyone would be so like who have never done a movie together, right. but are so both iconic in their way. Right, right, right. Like Matt and Ben coming back together to do a movie, I think 
in a in a world where everyone is doing arbitrary bullshit for marketing purposes, like <laughs> right. that feels like a real gimme. <laughs> yeah, true. I feel like Ben Affleck is like probably not as good an actor as Matt Damon. One hundred percent. Because I think my favorite Ben Affleck thing is Gone Girl. Because I think that is really who he is, where he's like just kind of a user, yeah, just kind of an asshole who just wants to get away with doing whatever bullshit he wants. It doesn't want to be held to accountability, I'll- which is why I thought he was perfect and Gone. Because that's exactly who yeah. the character is I in love- Gone Girl. Uh, well, all right, so I'll, I'll back off. They write a movie together. Matt Damon stars in it. Affleck directs it. Because okay. Affleck is a oh, pretty right. good director. He's a good director. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like his movies. Great. Well, all right, then. Well, that, that. Yeah. That's Goodwill Hunting. We got <clears throat> right. some listener feedback. If you leave us a review, maybe I'll read it on air. Oh, my is goodness. This air? This is air. Sure. Yeah, sure. Very quickly, Jay Lynn, CO 2018, says, hello, five stars. <laughs> she said, I Thank laugh you. out loud through every episode even the theme song is hilarious the guests are great too oh thank well, you thank you danny cohen thank you john gabris <laughs> right and then oh. that get, that person's referring to me yeah, yeah this, like, this episode not being out yet <laughs> and then wp6688855 i hope it's not a All the russian bots yeah. coming out to- well they said enchanting this russian oh. bot said podcast spoiler warning ending it will turn out that life itself is the gayest movie of all time and with that we have all played our role and achieving it. Until then, enjoy listening to the amazingly funny host slash guest throughout the journey. Is life oh, itself? Nice. I don't. Do they mean that movie, uh, Life Itself, with which Oscar is, Isaac and Annette Benny, <laughs> which is insane? Just watch the first hour; you won't regret it. It's on Amazon Prime. <laughs> um, well, thank That's you so, so much for doing uh, Two Old Queens. Anything uh, you yes. would like to plug? Any of your many podcasts? Uh, yeah, check out High and Mighty if you're a fan of Two Old Queens. You would like uh, my episode origin with Mark and John. Yeah. <laughs> uh, check out our two old queens uh, Oscar previews summer blockbuster whenever, couple, yeah. <laughs> whenever we're all three of us are available and we just talk about <laughs> movies before and after <laughs> um, and if you're a big fan of movies I have a movie podcast called Action Boys that's on Patreon so it's behind a paywall I understand that's not for everyone but we uh, it's almost the opposite of this podcast <laughs> i'm gonna it's, say it's actually not <laughs> no, it's pretty close yeah on paper three straight white men i guess three straight white men doing a podcast together is called a podcast <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> but that's action boys check that on patreon we review classic action movies and we always talk about the movies longer than their runtime perfect disgusting <laughs> perfect um great well that's it for us please yeah. follow us twitter and instagram at two old queens t-w-o old queens or you can email us at two old queens again t-w-o old queens at gmail.com let us know if you have any comments stuff you things you want to say stuff you think we got wrong any of that fun stuff we'd love to hear from you yeah and then right. that's it i think that's it goodbye <laughs> Now it's time for credits. Produced by Alex Arche. Music by Danny Cohen. Art by Connie Shin. See you next Wednesday. Bye! Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff. Shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods. All at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.